I'm Marion Jorgensen and welcome to Armchair Talks, where at the heart of all my conversations with my inspirational guests is authenticity and inner wisdom. Let's get connected to who we really are and live the happiest and most fulfilled life we can. Good morning, Catherine. Um, let me introduce you to Catherine Annis. And Catherine has worked for over 25 years in the social services field and seasonally for 20 years as a park ranger on a wilderness park. And Catherine lives in a small town in northwestern Ontario in Canada. Um, Catherine has taught yoga and had a Reiki practice for many years and is now a health and well-being coach and podcaster. And your passion, Catherine, is these days is supporting clients in reconnecting with their own inner wisdom and well-being, which is exactly what I do. So, which is why I love talking to you. So, Catherine, um, welcome. Thank you. It's so great to be here with you, Mary, and thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure because I know this is going to be exciting. Um, Catherine, why don't you tell me a bit about your journey where you um, came to your understanding of what inner wisdom is? Okay. Um, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, that all, isn't that all? It's where do we start with something yeah this you know I as I told you before we started to record I've been uh, just sitting quietly and reflecting uh, that's how I prepare for any kind of talk that I do whether it's my own podcast or uh, you know being a guest on someone else's so this morning I was thinking about showing up authentically in the world and, and my journey to get to that place because I think Marion you know when I stop and think I, I rarely think about the past anymore so I have to actually yeah. uh, do it consciously yeah. so I thought about my I had a pretty average upbringing but by the time I will say that by the time I was in my mid-teens I had very little sense of who I was what my life was about what I wanted it to be about so I had very little sense of agency in the world it didn't seem to be me that my life was something that i was going to be able to create it seemed to me that it was something that was just happening to me yeah um and it didn't feel good mm. for the majority of the time i i went through periods of depression um through, from my early teens until, oh gosh, I don't know, um, probably for most of my adult life. Um, and again, for most of, for much of that time, I felt like life was just happening to me. Mm. When I was 20 years old, I got married to a, a high school friend that became a lover and we fell in love. That lasted for, oh, about a year until... <laughs> He decided that it was the wrong choice for him. And I was devastated. I was 21 years old and I thought my life was over. I thought marriage was forever. Um, and then I moved to uh, the big city, which was Toronto. And I became, my grandfather was a Pentecostal preacher. So I thought probably the, the answer was to get saved and to have a spiritual um, 
transformation in my life. I don't know that I thought that, but that was a, something, a path that I went down. Mm. And I had a spiritual awakening of sorts. And it was that I felt God's presence in my life. I felt the presence of the divine in my life that I, in a way that I'd never experienced it. Um, anyway, so, so that happened and I would have called myself a fundamental Christian for, for several years. Mm -hmm. I was handing out pamphlets and standing on the street corner and doing that kind of thing that, um, that that particular brand of Christianity does. Now, that for me was the beginning of my spiritual exploration. It led me down a, a meandering path. My wisdom was at work through all of it. And I didn't know it at the time. I was reading the Bible, for instance, and I came across a passage that said, perfect love casts out all fear. And as I pondered that, I thought, wow, a lot of the people around me are really fearful. They're fearful about the devil and hell. And it, this is fire, brimstone and fire stuff. So, and I thought, this is making me fearful. There's got to be something off here. Because I know that when the divine is present in my life, there is no fear in that. Yeah. So, you know, the journey began. And to make a long story short, I was aware of guidance, but I... I never understood what took me away from that sense of being guided. And, and you know, it took two divorce, marriages and divorces and bankruptcy and health issues. So all of these things happening, a period of homelessness as a single parent with my daughter, a brief period of homelessness, but homelessness nonetheless. I never understood. I, I felt that the, the divine was a part of my life. But I didn't understand how to be more consistently guided by the wisdom of the divine. Um, so as a single parent, I struggled with, with um, relationships. I was looking outside of myself for a partner to help me raise my daughter. Her father and I had gotten married and once again, he left after about a year. I was starting to think, you know, I was kind of like Cinderella. <laughs> like, oh, people love me for about a year. And after that, they don't like me very much. What is going on here? And I, so I realized that, um, you know, looking for that happiness outside of myself wasn't working. Yeah, absolutely. You no, know, it just wasn't working for me. It felt like life was pulling the rug out from under me. Now what? Now there was a grace and something beautiful in that because I stopped looking for someone out. At some point I stopped looking so fanatically for for the outside things and I turned inward. And I started looking within for the happiness that I thought I was going to find outside of me. And it took two marriages falling apart. When my second husband left, unbeknownst to me, I was pregnant. I didn't know it at the time. He left and cleaned out the bank account and I, my father was ill with cancer. I'd gone to Toronto with my mother to help my father through this period of his life. When I came, 
my husband had moved out, had cleaned out, had shut off all of the utilities, had cleaned out the bank account and was living in a hotel. Wow. There I was. My second marriage was over. My dad was dying of cancer and I had morning sickness for the first time in my life when I was away in Toronto at that time. So that started my journey as a single parent. Um, my father was 55 and he died uh, at the age of 56, which is the age I am right now. Uh, so there was a lot of loss going on at the same time that I found myself pregnant with, with my daughter, my only child, who um, I'm very close to and love very much, obviously. So, but our journey was a difficult one. I struggled financially. I, was, I just thought I, I couldn't trust myself to um, find a partner in my life. And I went, frankly, from relationship to relationship uh, during my daughter's um, childhood. My focus was on her and being in a healthy relationship. And I had no idea how to create that. So this is sort of simultaneously, I'm going through what seems like a lot of chaos on the outside, but inside, I was on a spiritual journey seeking. That was always the, the real thrust of my life. Um, and what I found in hindsight is that whenever I needed something, it crossed my path. Mm. So as I continued on my journey, and that included um, a lot of upheaval, I didn't own my own home, so we had to leave. I rented throughout my daughter's childhood. I tried living with a couple of men and that didn't work out well. So I found myself uh, homeless at one point. The relationship wasn't healthy. And, and so at some point, I would always leave. I would only let things get so bad before I would leave. And um, so I had a lot of shame and a lot of guilt around that because all I wanted was to provide my daughter with a stable, happy, healthy environment. And I didn't have a clue how to do that. Um, so I just did the best I could and began to trust the universe to guide and direct me. And what I found happening uh, was that it was happening. The universe was guiding and directing me. And that everything that I experienced in my life, when I was willing to turn it over to the divine or to the universe or however you want to label that, that's when the real growth and insight started to happen in my life. So when I stopped feeling, and I felt like a victim for a long time in my life, and I started reading and um, looking inward. And, and for me, prayer was a big part of that. I didn't know what prayer was really. I had this, you know, I'd been conditioned to think of it as one thing, but my heart really cried out for the truth and really cried out for a deeper understanding of the human experience. And, you know, things came to me. Things, when I look back on it, you could, I could look back and say that I struggled, but I really, really, my life with my daughter was an adventure. And that's how I framed it for myself and for my daughter. And 
I let her know that I would always be there for her, you know, whether we had to keep, whether we had to move, whether, so she saw it, she sees her childhood now as quite an adventurous um, journey. And um, so as I continued my search, you know, just what I needed came to me and um, I would discover books. I would discover the spiritual teachers who, I learned from, and as I stopped seeing myself as a victim, I realized that life would use every single thing that happened to me to deepen my awareness and to deepen my wisdom that nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing was wasted. And there's a verse from the Bible, and I, I was really um, immersed in the Bible. So what my wisdom does now is whatever Whatever we've experienced, our own wisdom will will illuminate that to guide us. So I don't consider myself a Christian in the traditional sense, but I see religion as is containing any religion as containing this thread of truth that's divine in nature and in my view. That's the way I see it. So what my wisdom does, my wisdom will bring Bible verses to me. I did I spent a lot of time reading the Bible and sort of being conditioned by it because of my grandfather. And but what happened is that my own wisdom started to illuminate verses like, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. Now that arose from within my being. And this seeking God meant seek truth. Yeah. seek love and all these things will be added unto you for some reason i believed that and that took me through all sorts of financial concerns all i i kept coming back to if i seek the divine in my life the promise is all these things will be added now something arose in my heart and i had a faith in that took me through all kinds of circumstances, you know? And so now to make, this is a really long rambling thing, but you know, so my wisdom used my experience and I find myself at the age of 56, owning my own home, um, having a coaching practice and a life that I absolutely love, knowing that my needs are, are always going to be met and um, really loving the life that I'm leading really genuinely being in a place of service because I'm so full of love and gratitude. And, um, you know, so along the way I encountered Buddhist teachings that helped me. Um, I call them the, an antidote to the, this is not meant as the disrespect to no, uh, fundamental Christianity or anyone. I have family members who are, who that's their belief system. And, um, I totally respect that. My own journey took me away from that and to a place of, um, I, I studied Buddhism for a while and then I studied yoga. Everything served me um, in its own unique way. And I came to a simplicity. I kept thinking in the background, there's something that's universal. There's something that's universal. I knew something was on its way to me. I didn't know what it was. I would go exploring and then I'd go, no, this isn't it. Okay, there's my wisdom again guiding me. I would, I would go down a path and I'd go, there's, beautiful, there's beauty here, but it's simpler. So my own wisdom kept telling me there's something simpler, there's something simpler, 
there's something simpler. And I used to think, is there something wrong with me that I can't commit and stay committed to a path? I like yoga or, and um, I love yoga, but I, I knew there was something simpler coming. And then I encountered Byron Katie, and she has a, a process of inquiry called the work, where you question your negative thoughts so that this deeper wisdom can arise within you. And I loved her. I did nine days of her training. I thought, bam, I read, a, I read an article about her and I thought she knows something. There's something here for yeah. me. Well, I'm pretty lazy, so I, I didn't like writing down my thoughts. And I did it for a while, you know. I wrote down my negative thoughts and turned them around and questioned, are they true? But I, I got something out of that. I got a distance between the thinking that was going on in my head, which was full of lots of fear and insecurity, and who I truly was. I got a sense that my true nature was just, just out of sight underneath all of that fearful, insecure thinking. Now, I didn't really know how to navigate life so that this inner wisdom could guide me more consistently until I heard the teachings of a guy named Sidney Banks yeah. and encountered the three principles. The three principles are consciousness, mind, and thought. And I began to understand the creative nature of thought in a whole new way. It changed. <laughs> it was one of those things. The penny dropped for me. I understood how I could think myself away from this deep, peaceful knowing. And for the and and so Marion, that's a long story that I was hoping to make short. But where I'm at now is um, so so all my life I'd get little glimpses of this wisdom, and then I'd have long periods. <laughs> Of, of craziness, you know, where in and out of relationships and drinking too much. And, and then these glimpses of clarity would come along. And along the way, I built up, I had a lot of shame and I had a lot of guilt um, about not being able to pro provide my daughter with the kind of life I'd imagined she deserved, a loving, stable that's all I wanted. And I was completely incapable to provide that for her. I had a lot of guilt and shame around that. And at some point along the way, all of that fell away. Yeah. All of it fell away. And I realized that the past, I had really um, innocently, everything that happened was in complete innocence. And that... Um, I didn't need to carry that forward into our relationship now. And so I'm happy to say that uh, she's a happy young adult and we have a beautiful relationship and all of the heaviness of the past uh, and all the guilt and shame that I used to carry totally unnecessary when I understood that the past is truly over and that everything I need can be found in this moment. Yeah. That it's rich with wisdom. Yeah. Um, so I found out and discovered for myself that the only thing that obscured this inner wisdom was conditioned, the, the conditioned personal thought stream is what I call it. Yeah. It's a certain frequency. And I lived my place, my life in that place, full of fear and insecurity and only occasionally glimpsing this deeper wisdom, you know, that was always within. 
I thought maybe I was bipolar for a while. I, I was in the social work field and, and studied mental health or mental illness. And, um, you know, I realized that there was nothing wrong with me, that within me was this beautiful place and deep knowing. And I just had obscured it with a lot of personal conditioned thinking throughout my life, innocently. You know, we, it was, and in my experience, I would say that we do hear it all of the time, mm -hmm. um, but we're incredibly good at ignoring it. Yes. You know, we get a little flavor of it and then we flick it aside and we don't really want to listen to it. And, yeah, and it's so innocent, Marion. Like we just don't value it because yes. we're conditioned away from that. We live in a culture where science and um, and the intellect, you know, the, the hard facts of the intellect. I say the we we live in a place where we have the intellect up on an altar and we worship it in yes. our culture, <laughs> you know, and our intuition and our wisdom. What did Einstein say? He said, you know, I think he called it the imagination. You know, the intellect is a good servant of the imagination, but we have it backwards. We make the, we make our intuition and the imagination the servant of the intellect. Yes. And for me, the intuition, it's, it's, intuition is interchangeable with wisdom. Yeah. It's interchangeable with true nature. Yeah. It's interchangeable with divine mind. Mm -hmm. We can label it anything. And the only, now here's where the three principles help me clarify again. When I'm feeling negative and fearful and insecure, I no longer think that that's my intuition anymore. I used to. Oh, this, this is telling me something about other people. They're, my intuition comes with a peaceful, absolute clarity. Yes, people and, often ask me how I know it is my wisdom. And I said, because your yes. wisdom will always be peaceful and calm and knowing. It has a... It has a particular sort of feeling to it. Absolutely. And, and the misunderstanding is, is that um, is somebody who comes along to me and says that, no, I am listening to my intuition. It is telling me I need to behave like this. And they are angry and they're upset. And, and that can't be. That's, that's just not, not where it's coming from. I love that, Marion. That's that's a critical distinction. I know a lot of very uh, spiritual people who are on a spiritual journey, who get confused again, and they they're following um, these thoughts that aren't bringing deep peace. Yeah. That actually bring a sense of agitation and yeah. urgency, and it creates a lot of drama in their lives. And so for me, this the this again this understanding. You know, everything that I looked into played a role in developing and teaching me something yeah. very, you know, important. Nothing was lost. I don't see any of it as negative. It's all been integrated into this beautiful understanding, again, around the creative nature of thought, that we have this personal thought stream that contains the conditioning. Like all of my fear and insecurity is in the conditioned thought stream. That's the place that I received conditioning innocently from my parents. You know, life is scary. You have to protect yourself. It's don't it trust. Yeah. Yeah. Don't trust X, Y, Z, whatever. Like all the whole belief system is in there.
none of that touches the deeper wisdom of our true nature and who we really are. That's the beautiful message of hope. And in Sidney Banks' articulation, what he saw when he had this amazing awakening and the way that he, uh, and I don't think people need to go find out who Sidney Banks is, like who we need, will, what we need will always find us if we're looking inward. Yeah. Uh, but what he did for me was, and I still listen to his old tapes and love them, um, but everything, like life itself is instructive. Like there's, I have quiet time every morning with my coffee. Everything I need is found there. Like, I didn't know that. Everything I need is found within the depths of my own soul. And it, it, it finds me when my own mind it finds me sometimes when my own mind is chaotic. It's, it doesn't, but the more I allow myself to have periods of time of quiet and peace and make room for my own wisdom to show up, it shows up. Yeah. Now, what I've found with the people that I work with, they don't need me to tell them what to do. They need me to remind them that they have this wisdom. I know it. I know it with a certainty that I know few other things, that this wisdom is within us all and it never leaves us. And that's where my hope is for all of us. And once we experience it for ourselves, you know, this relentless seeking, you know, this constant and, um, oh, Marian, exhausting seeking that was it's compelling me. It, it stops. It's over. <laughs> Uh, and then life becomes playful and then we can um you know our own wisdom wakes up and illuminates the the truth and the wisdom that's all around us you know so i know you do beautiful readings with cards and and see we can express this divine energy that we all are in whatever way lights us up and i just think that's so beautiful we don't have to think or be or express it in any particular way I think we're all an expression of the divine energy behind life. Yeah. And it's a, it's a creative force. And so I remember you saying to me um, last week or the week before, and I was saying about, I do the inner wisdom card. Uh, yes. And, and I only use cards. They're not for divination, but they're for um, just guiding somebody um, even more towards their wisdom. You know, either they, they, they find their inner wisdom or hear their inner wisdom through the conversation we're having, or suddenly they might see a card, a picture on a card, and suddenly they're connected to something really deep. Yes. And, and you're right that everybody needs to be able to express their own wisdom in the way that it's right for them. And that's my way of being creative around my inner wisdom. Right. And I love that too. And what I've come to see recently, Marion, is that as our own inner wisdom wakes up, you know, and we're, I'm, as it wakes up, that's what illuminates the wisdom all around us. Yeah. You know, so no matter how much wisdom there is around me, I will be blind to it. I won't hear it. I won't see it unless my own inner wisdom illuminates what's being said. 
oh, or yeah. what. I, so it's this beautiful, even when we think it's coming from the outside, it's actually coming from the inside. We wouldn't hear wisdom. Wisdom can be spoken over and over and over. And there is this, um, so the wisdom is really, no matter where it's coming from, it's actually coming from within us. It's That's our so own. Beautiful. That's so beautifully said. Yeah, so it can, it can look. So for me, what's really important is people realize that this is within them. They don't yeah. have to. to um, Katie Byron says a beautiful thing, and she says, you know, the reason she has questions is she's trying to turn people around to their own inner wisdom. Yeah. So that, so that their own inner wisdom can begin to guide them more consistently. And uh, Sid Banks's message was very similar, you know, so we're experiencing our thinking in every moment. You know, that's the filter that we view our life through and experience our life through. And when it's fearful or negative or, um, doesn't feel good. I know 100% of the time I'm caught up in my own personal conditioned thinking. My personal conditioned thinking doesn't see possibility and potential. Yeah. You know, it sees what could go wrong. And for most of my life, that's where I lived life from and made decisions from. It, it didn't end well often. <laughs> you know, now I know that if I just I get caught up in those kind, that kind of thinking and in those negative feelings. And when I notice, I just find a way to settle down. You know, maybe I, maybe I do a bit of yoga. Maybe I go for a walk. Maybe I call a friend. I do whatever occurs to me to just let myself settle down and listen for a deeper wisdom. And this sounds too simple to be true. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But I suppose what we're pointing to, uh, people towards in this conversation, uh, Catherine, which is so beautiful, is there is a difference between our personal thinking yes. and our inner wisdom. Yes, absolutely. And, and the inner wisdom, the more that we drop our personal thinking, your inner wisdom flows within you um, yes. all of the time. But we actually manage to hear it more as it flows. And Absolutely. So important because when we listen to that inner wisdom, we can be anything. We can do anything, be anything, create anything. We can be more, you know, just magnificent because we already yeah, the, are magnificent. The potential is infinite because we're an expression of that infinite yes. energy behind life. Yes, I love that. I love, I love that. We are an expression of that. When already. We, we already are, and we can access and create. Yeah by more consistently listening to and acting from that deeper wisdom. And for most of my life, Marion, you know, I didn't see myself as someone who could create anything. I used to go into situations and think, okay, how do I fit in here? How do I just fit in so I can survive this situation? That was very much me as well. Yes, me too. And that's I, you know, what you mentioned earlier that was so interesting. And I, I, I meant to pick, pick it up much earlier, but you were saying about um, that we, oh, we create that. We, we create this um, need for security through our experiences, obviously. Um, but that... You know, somewhere along, we constantly listen 
we, we constantly have that little voice guiding us in the right way. Yes. So, you know, I could look back on my past and say, oh, I made a lot of mistakes. But what has happened is I see that there is a perfection in all of it. And I'm going to go to a Bible verse again. It's like all things work to the good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Now, please, I'm not trying to, you know, this is just like, so all things happen to the good for those who love truth or love whatever, put your own word in there. if God doesn't work for you. So I found the truth in this that as soon as I stopped seeing myself as a victim of life and a victim of my circumstances, and I don't know how I stopped that, some deeper truth arose within me. I call it grace. As soon as I dropped out of that kind of thinking, mm. everything became integrated. Everything, I found everything was used for my benefit. Everything was used there was a, a deepening, there was a richness to the tapestry of my life. I didn't need to be ashamed of any of it. I didn't need to carry the weight of guilt. Everything was used for my benefit and in service to, to those around me. Everything that I've experienced has given me such a deep, rich appreciation for life. And for the people I meet who are in a variety of different circumstances. Mm -hmm. And I know that if I can go through those circumstances of homelessness, of, of feeling unworthy, of being loved, of feeling shame, I know that if I can be liberated from all of those things and have that kind of uh, a transformation that that is what's possible yeah. for absolutely everyone, no matter what their circumstances are now, yeah. you know, so. I, I so, so agree with that. And, and a really good place to finish because we could carry on talking for hours <laughs> about this subject. Um, a really good place to finish would be, I remember now completely what you, you were saying earlier that I wanted to pick up on. And that was that, we spend an awfully long time imagining that life is being done to us. And my experience is that my salvation, if I'd like to call it that, or my peace and my good feelings inside have now come because I suddenly realized one day that it wasn't being done to me or it didn't need to be done to me, that actually I was within this amazing ecosystem inside of me and and you know that i can create and be happy and but i was i was what what, what is it i want to say because <laughs> I, I it's not been done to us it's just being yeah. it's well, you know what, what occurs to me marion is that i i you know i i heard katie byron say once life happens for you, not to you. Now, that doesn't mean anything until you see the truth of it for yourself. Yeah, It's happening for you, not to you. This doesn't mean that people don't endure some horrible 
terrible things yeah from other human beings because confused human beings and hurt human beings hurt other human beings yeah but i just want to say that for me where the hope is and where the beauty is is that in my own experience i don't pretend to speak for anyone else mm. i found that the quality of my relationships with other people mirrored the quality of the relationship that i had with myself mm. now this was important because the more i learned to love and appreciate myself yeah the more the people who came into my life loved and appreciate yeah. i walked away from people when they couldn't treat me well as soon as i was committed to treating yeah. myself well yeah so, yeah now, right okay so this does yeah. not condone anyone else's behavior but i'll tell you what I saw the proof of that in my life and what arose was forgiveness for everyone in my past who treated me poorly yeah. because I knew that inside they were living from a lot of um, hurt and a lot of pain that they had no idea how to get out of. So, you know, and you don't even have to go there. You don't even have to try and forgive people until you get this clarity yourself. When you are loving yourself, respecting yourself and honoring yourself. And that is what I meant by, instead yes. of life being done to us, it's when we make the decisions to live more like that. Absolutely. And it's life changing. Absolutely. The oh, change inward and then you see the outer circumstances yeah. reflecting that yeah. inner change yes and it's a it's a law it has to happen mm. so you know that beginning to love oneself again you know i come back whatever your spiritual tradition is i understood early on in my life that i didn't love myself mm. i i i was i thought i was broken i thought there was something really wrong with me I was ashamed of some of my behavior. I didn't know how to be a, a better human being. And, um, you know, self-compassion and the journey to self-love was really what started me on a true spiritual journey. And when I, everything that I encountered in that, looking in that direction was healing for me. Yeah. And um, the past, there's not even anything in the past to forgive anymore. Mm -hmm. I just see it all as this beautiful tapestry that yeah. was a part of my journey. And I'm left in this present moment being in service to the people around me and the world around me. And there's no better life than bringing light and love as much as you're able to, yeah. um, to yourself and, and to the people around you. So, you know. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you for sharing your your understanding of what wisdom really is i i so appreciate it and i'm sure everyone else will have enjoyed it too i hope so i hope there's something in there there's you know if there's a little light that went on i mean that's all we have to follow is the is whatever just lights us up inside i would just say to people move in that direction wherever you are towards what lights you up and um mm. And then life will take you where you need to be and it will bring what you need to grow and, and um, have a beautiful life. Really. So thanks, Marion. <laughs> it's been great talking to you. As always. Oh, thank you. And I'm sure we'll be speaking soon. Love and light. Well, lots of love to you too and to the listeners. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. Are you being held back by issues in your life or do you want to connect to your authentic self? Then I can help you as I'm an expert in these areas. Contact me at marionjorgensen.co.uk or talksfromtheheart.co.uk where you will find more information regarding this podcast.